0: Welcome to the
1: Planet Talk Podcast. We are your hosts, Gerald Trinidad and Vienna Ortiz. This podcast is your favorite place to talk all things planners and planner-related conversation. By listening to Planner Talk, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for planning while paired with conversations about hot topics in the planner community, interviews with shop owners and influencers, and tips on business and following your passion.
0: This podcast will always give you the dose of good conversation, practicality, realness, and motivation you need to be your best self. So today we have Irene, the one and only Irene from Simply Gilded. You guys know her. As Simply Gilded, she's awesome. She's been in the community uh, for a little, for a while now, almost since the beginning. But she'll tell us more about that today. And I'm just so excited to have her here for you guys to learn and learn from her, and hopefully get inspired by her, like we all have.
2: And uh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. It's so exciting. It's so exciting to talk to other adults, and it's really, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really great to be here.
1: Yes, I agree. We, we are so excited to have you. Um, you guys, Irene is amazing. She has 86.6K and 25.9K followers on Instagram. Um, she's a curator of Simply Gilded Box. Her shop is simplygilded.com, and she has some of the most amazing planner, supplies ever. Just I'm so excited to hear her creative process and I know you guys are gonna learn a lot from her. So we're gonna start with a little um icebreaker and Gerard okay. has that Uh-oh. for you.
0: <laughs> okay. So it's like this or that. Oh so, washi tape or stickers.
2: Washi tape.
0: <laughs> that was an easy one, right? Are you a are you a blue or black ink? Perfect. Black. Black ink. Black ink. Okay, this one might be hard. I want to know this one. <laughs> bows or moons?
2: Oh, goodness. I'll have to say bows. I have to. I have to.
0: A and one. sticky notes or notepads? Oh, goodness. I want to say sticky notes.
1: Wow. Look at you. You're like
2: trying it's to like hard. say it right away.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am with you on sticky notes. I love some sticky notes. I have Well, anyways, I have your sticky notes right here. Um, Okay, so we wanted to start out with um, kind of like a basic question, but something that I think everyone wants to know. How did you get started in the planner community? And how and why did you decide to start your shop and subscription box?
2: So kind of a two for one. Two-part question. So, okay. So I actually have been, I'm going to preface this by saying, I have been a long time planner. It was like, obviously, before this whole community kind of grew and with the you know, with social media being a huge part of it, but I have had a planner since middle school. And even before that, you know, like with planner supplies in terms of not necessarily planner supplies, but stickers. So I have just loved planning in general, like all the way up until grad school, you know, I had my planner, I I was a planner girl um, before planner girl was even a real thing. Um, I think, you know, it was when I was working my job. Um, I worked in a call center as a pharmacist. I would had my little cubicle and I was really, really miserable. And, you know, I'd go home and at the end of the night, you know, with Instagram being kind of a new thing, I would just kind of do the desk scroll. I would just scroll to see if anything caught my attention. And um, I came across planning one day. I, I don't know if it was washi tape. I don't know. I wish I remember who it was. I, I want to say like. I don't know if it was pen gems or if it was like, maybe even the planner society. It was one of those like real ones that have been around forever. And I remember coming across it and just being completely surprised that this was something that was, I don't even want to say like acceptable to like really be into as an adult. But I just, you know, I had already been a scrapbooker. So I had been scrapbooking for a long time as well, but this was kind of like it's just an offshoot of it, you know, and it just was so neat. And I found out about washi tape and I was like, what is this? And so then I started collecting washi tape and it all kind of from there, you just kind of go down the rabbit hole, as they say. And um, I went on Facebook and they had, you know, groups that were, you know, all about planners. And so I joined those groups and I guess you can say like the rest is history in terms of like how I joined the planner community. I was definitely really um, a member of the community before I became an actual shop owner, too. Um, It was at that point that I started collecting washi tape. So I had, you know, the little bee tapes and I remember Laura by Laura and like the Scotch grass tape. I don't know if you all remember this, but like had the clouds and the little grass. And um, I had collected all of those and I was just looking for something that was even more my aesthetic, you know, and, um, there wasn't something quite out, out there yet. And, you know, I don't have any formal training as like a business owner or, you know, even anybody who felt qualified to do anything, but I just thought like, why not, why not try it? You know, I have some, like, you know, it was something to get my mind off of work, to be honest. And, um, it just turned into what it was. I did some research. I started looking up like how to make washi tape. And I know it was super early on, but, um, you know, I came up with my first collection of like, I want to say it was like three washi tapes. I ordered way too much. I had no idea, like in terms of like quantity or what is like, what you could even expect to sell. And then, you know, like I jumped on Etsy and I guess, like you said, the rest is history. So. Oh my God. I feel like
1: I can unpack so much of that. Um, that's so interesting. Just kind of like you were obviously doing something before that you weren't crazy about, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And what did you, like, what did you go
2: to school for? Just off of tangent Um, a little bit. In my undergrad, I I majored in neuroscience with a minor in art history. Mm -hmm. And then I went to pharmacy school after that. And so, you know, four years after that, you know, that's when I was practicing. And I want to say I was practicing for almost a decade. It was more like nine, eight, nine years, but it was a long time before I actually started this. And um, it was you know it was just such a pain point because it was something my dad always wanted me to do ever since I was like I want to say in in like middle school he was like you're going to be a pharmacist and I'm a super people pleaser I wanted to make my parents happy and so I was like okay, I'll be a pharmacist because I didn't really know what else I could do I mean I knew I loved art and I knew I loved drawing and doodling but that apparently was just not a viable option to my parents that was a hobby it wasn't a job and so um yeah like I went to pharmacy school and I I never felt like it was complete like I could see myself just doing it as a job but it was it was never something that felt super fulfilling to me and I it was just even more apparent the more that I worked it was like to a point where you're in a, not a constant state of pain. And I've told this story before, but at my old job, I was constantly sick. Like the f- past two years, like I was, I was getting sick all the time. I was known as a sick girl at work. Um, and I just knew something wasn't right. And something was like out of alignment, but I knew how happy it was when I was in my happy space with planning and, you know, playing the stickers and all that stuff that was my happy space. So, um, it just, you know, when, when the opportunity came to take the full-time jump, like, and I didn't even do that right away. It was, I want to say two years after I had started the company. Um, I, after that point, i never, I never got sick again for like years after I started.
1: Oh, my God, I love that. You know, they say we live, sometimes we live, you know, second lives, sometimes even third lives. Mm-hmm. And so is there's, you know, if you're ever unhappy, I think that's super cool that you followed your passion. So I just find that very interesting, because I also, you know, Jared me coming from an educated, you know, education background, too. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have a second or third life. And that's, <laughs> that's
2: fun. Like, I love that. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Even within, like, I mean, I don't know. There is some statistic out there that says like people change careers. Like it wasn't how, I guess, I don't know how old y'all are at all. I have no idea, but like generations, like our parents' generation, it was one of those things where you were loyal to your job. Like you stayed at your job for like 20 years or your whole life. And nowadays there's just so many options. And there's, I mean, I feel very lucky that we're in a, you know, in a, world where we have more options nowadays, yeah. especially with the internet and, you know, just more opportunities, yeah. but it's just, I mean, I feel just really blessed to be able to like follow what I really, and I don't think that it's, you know, it's easy for me to say, you know, because I understand that I came from a position of privilege. You know, I had a job that allowed me um, financially right. to take the risk. You know, I'm not by nature a very, um, I'm kind of a risk averse person. So um, I understand there's a lot of things that enabled me to, or just like made it easier, if anything, to kind of do what I'm doing now. But at the same time, it's just, I believe in people. I just believe in people. I believe that if there's something that you really want to do and you're really determined to do, then there's, there's a way. If there's a will, there's a way, as they say.
1: It's so beautiful. Love that.
0: That's awesome. I mean, I think you think of the two majors that you've taken in college,
1: mm-hmm. kind of use both. So it's like <laughs> no
0: money wasted there. I know coming from a strict Filipino family, it's like you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or nurse, right? Very much and there's that pressure that you want to do these things mm-hmm. um, to please your parents. so I I can totally and I'm sure our listeners, a lot of them relate to that. So thank you for sharing that
2: it's like it's you know my journey and you know it's it's if it can inspire anyone else you know it it just it's I'm happy to share it
0: love that so why did you decide to start your shop well you kind of went about that why you decided now what pushed you to get or to do the subscription box how did that come about
2: so the subscription box didn't happen until I was fully like all out of my other job because at that point I I had more time to kind of focus on what I wanted to do. Honestly, it always has been like an interesting thing to me to be able to curate something around like a theme and to really push my creativity to a different, um, I guess, limit almost. Because I enjoyed doing like the themes with the washi tape, but in order to like branch out and actually make other products, not just washi tape. And um, that was exciting to me. So I thought I would give it a try. I know that there is a lot of different, subscription boxes out there doing like their own which was really neat to see. Like I know Vienna had one. I know that there was like mommy lay and Planner Society at the time. There was just so many um like examples of what could be done. And it just sound sounded like fun. It sounded like a a challenge. You make it look super fun. Like all,
1: your creative fun. process. <laughs> I'm so interested <laughs> in like your creative process because yeah. you design like you you work on the artwork, right? Which I find yeah. super interesting and it's like you're in it the whole way through. So how would you describe your creative process? Like what does a normal creative session look like? How do you sit down and start brainstorming all of this stuff?
2: It's so messy. And maybe you understand this too, Vienna, but it is not like a linear process at all. Right. Um, because honestly, with creativity and the way that it works for me in particular, I feel like I cannot force creativity. I cannot corner my creativity and expect it to deliver. Like I have to be in the mindset. I have to be in flow. And I discovered that it really is like giving yourself and allowing yourself space for the creativity to come to you. Um, And that I had to learn the hard way too, is that it was allowing myself to rest more, to take care of myself more, to give myself room to just not think about specifically what I was going to do more. So like, you know, it could be a conversation with a friend. Like I could just have a conversation with a friend or take a walk outside or, you know, introduce myself to new experiences that kind of would spark the creativity. So, um, and when i was you know cuz there's definitely such a thing as creative block and there have been months where i'm like i just do not know what to do and i would sit there staring at the computer and it is the most frustrating thing but there you know you just have to give yourself the space for it to again for it to come to you and i just feel like sometimes we just expect a lot out of ourselves <laughs> and um but when you are in flow when you are gifted with that you know that spark i just try to make the most of it i try to milk it so to speak i really um i'll do the themes and the colorways for like three or four boxes if i can at one time so i know that in the future if i run into another block i'll always have something to kind of go back to
0: that's amazing like when you're in flow to design yeah. like you, so you always have something in like ready to go, right? Kind of like something behind just in case. Yes. That's that's so cool. Cause I know when I create I literally like sit here and I just I think of colors. I think of Mm. and sometimes it's like one project at a at a time. But the fact that you were like I create three colorways and I'm like that's a lot. And that can take um that can take a lot mentally too because I think you know as as an artist, right? Um it's there's a lot of thought process and not a lot of people can understand that unless they really have been through it because there's days and tell me if I'm wrong but I know there's days I'm like super on it and I'm like creating like a month's worth of projects Mm -hmm. and then the next it's like I sit here the next day and I'm like I can't even
2: think like no that's exactly it like and it's especially hard because like when you have a sub box it's on a schedule so you know that it's every month. And I think that is honestly probably one of the hardest things. And that's why I need to really take advantage of my creativity when it hits.
1: I love that so much because I like that you use the word flow, um, you know, That's found a lot in like yoga and stuff like that. But it's such a no, it's like, it's something that I want to include, you know, incorporate in my life as well, just kind of like the Mm -hmm. flow. And when you say flow, there really is a flow to your creative process, you never want to force it. And I think that that's kind of a tip that you have, you know, that you've said right now is you don't necessarily want to force your creativity, you kind of want to let it flow. And take advantage of it when it hits because that's when you're most passionate about it and that's when you do your best work right would you agree
2: exactly that's you you nail you hit the nail on the head and for anyone who like is struggling with creativity or who wants some inspiration like I know when I read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic I don't know if you guys have read that before yeah it's a good book it like really kind of it really put into actual like words because obviously she's an amazing writer but it put into words the whole like creative process and the way she describes it as something that just like comes through you it almost feels like it doesn't belong to you but something is speaking and coming through you which is really really neat and kind of how I experience it as well
1: Yes, I agree completely. Um, and that, that's what I was going to say. What um, tips can you give listeners so they can tap into their own creativity? But I think you really touched on that a lot. Um, and also, like you said, there's books out there that help you to kind of, you know, tap into your creativity, but mostly it's just when it strikes, just take advantage of it, I think. Right, yeah.
2: yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if y'all have seen the movie Soul yet, but you know, when yes. the yes. little pink lights are going all around, that's how it is. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> how it is. It's an experience. It is an I experience. I love
0: that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I have a question going back to your, like, being creative and designing and all of that. Now, do you, was this, have you changed your process within, because you've been doing this for years now. Mm-hmm. And so do you have like a strategy? Do you design a few months in advance? Mm-hmm. Or are you more like, oh, I think I want to do this next month? Or like, <laughs> is it super planned? Because I know sometimes as artists, like you'll come up with something. And you're like, I'm going to release this next month. Mm-hmm. But then an idea sparks in your head. And you're like, yeah. no, this is the one that comes next month and the month after that. Mm-hmm. So how do, how, no, how do you organize concept. all that?
2: Um, and to be honest with the sub boxes, because we have to order so far in advance, we have to do like two to three months at the very minimum in advance, as far as like putting in your order and having it like manufactured in time. So there's kind of that, but in terms of like the last minute, like change, yes, that happens to me all the time where I'll work for like a week on a box. And then I'm, I just look at it. And I'm like, I don't like the colors. I, I, I just don't like it and I have to rework it. And so there are moments like that where I kind of have to go back and I have to switch things up. And there are moments where I'm like, I think I'm going to have this this month. And then I think of something else. And I'm like, this makes more sense. And I like switch things around. So it is a very like fluid process. I don't think there's like one thing that ever really sticks. Like there's not like a specific strategy. I mean, I know the general timeframes in which I have to get like everything in by, but in terms of like, like an actual process I I don't know <laughs> I really have one
1: <laughs> yeah that that makes a lot of sense um I had a question we had a question here about you know running a subscription box running a shop takes a lot of determination mm-hmm. and you tapped into you know your background is did also requires a lot of determination you know you went through a lot of schooling and mm-hmm. you know that takes a lot of work ethic um But what tips can you give to listeners who are kind of trying to figure out how to get that strive and get that motivation, determination, Mm -hmm. where they haven't really, you know, exercised that muscle at all? How do they get started um, with that? That's a good question.
2: Um, I think that it helps to really clearly define their goals. Because for me, if I don't know what direction I'm going, I'm going to be lost. So I feel like you have to know exactly what it is that you, and I, I say exactly, but you have to have an idea of what you want. Because, you know, before you start running, before you start running in any direction, you definitely need to know where you're going. So I think that once you have that, you'll, you'll kind of know like where to go. But I think for me, another thing that was really important was to kind of build my own self-confidence just into knowing that I could do it to begin with. Because a lot of people are scared. They're like, I don't have enough information. I don't know what I'm doing. Like that is enough to deter a lot of people from even starting. Mm-hmm. And so I think that by, um, you know, I don't want to say hyping yourself up, but you know, just like building, because I didn't always, this is not innate to me. I actually had terrible self-esteem when I was younger and I still struggle with it to this day. But um, you know, like, I think that it's really, really important to like build up your mental strength and your mental fortitude um, and just believing in yourself because without that, you're going to, you're going to struggle a lot more. That is so good. That's gold.
1: Yes. (laughs) Mental. I mean, mental you know your mindset it's Mm -hmm. a big factor in a lot of this and so even building that first I think is going to be like the stepping stone the foundation so that's gold (laughs) I love that
2: yeah Yeah.
0: that was so good um Irene like we just love your brand like we go on your Instagram your accounts and it's all well put together since day one like you've known exactly who you are and it's not like, you know, you, you'll look at other people not to compare, but mm-hmm. I know for myself, like you'll see the phases I've been into
1: mm.
0: but with you. It's always been so super, like just sophisticated and the colors. It, it just, we know I look at a picture and I'm like, yeah, that's Irene. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I just know. So how did you develop your brand and how do you stick to it? Because it's so hard sometimes to really stay in your lane.
2: Well. Number one, thank you. And I really appreciate that. That's, that's very kind. Um, but I, I want to say that, you know, like, in terms of of keeping on brand, I mean, that is something that, I mean, I always have known what I liked. Like, I know that I have a very feminine aesthetic. I know I have a very soft, aesthetic. it's just who I am. So I think a lot of my brand is just an extension and expression of who I am. Um, at the same time, like, I understand that this is like in order to have a viable business you always have to be kind of open minded. I mean it's it's difficult sometimes because like you know there's a lot of people who want different things and as a business owner you are basically in service to your community. And so like it's it's a balance between taking feedback and constructive criticism and seeing what people want with sticking with your brand because there are colors that I'm like uncomfortable with but if I work with it it can still be me and it can still be my aesthetic. But there's also like times where I see something and it's just like, it is not me. (laughs) And I know, and so it's just kind of like the check-in. It's like a check-in with yourself to be like, is this something that really like, that feels right? That feels like it's in alignment. It's just being really rooted in what you love and being true to that. And so I think that is how, you know, again, there's going to be trends and I'm, I love trends. You know, there are things that I can work with that I can incorporate. Um, but it's just always having, you know, for example, I like pink, I like foil colors. If you, if you come up with something that is like just black and white with no shine, then that's probably not going to be something I'll ever do because it's just not on brand for me. Um, but it's also just knowing who you are and knowing that you're going to, eventually just disappoint some people too, but, and, and having to be okay with that, because as they say, and I know we've all heard this quote before, you could be the most delicious, juiciest peach in the world, and they're gonna be people, be people who don't like peaches. And so the more that you are in alignment with yourself and who you are, you're gonna attract the people that you want um, and who are there for you and who want what you have um, versus the people who like are really unhappy all the time and are super negative it's probably best that they, you know, don't shop with you because ultimately that's not for them, you know, and that's okay. But it's just, again, sitting with that and being comfortable with that and just knowing what you are and what you have to offer.
0: I just love you, Irene. I just have to say (laughs) this, like this is talking to me. I'm absorbing all of it. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that. I I love it. I'm taking in every, every word.
1: You guys, this is like solid gold, yeah, because a lot of times we like to make it real complicated, but at the end of the day, it's like your people will find you, Mm. and, you know, you want to keep those people because that's where you guys mesh, Mm. and so you don't have to change you, and they don't have to change them, and everybody can be themselves, and I think that that is like solid gold Um, advice and just be yourself to like Mm -hmm. a whole nother level. If you're not happy with something, then most likely, you know, you've lost the people who are your people too. So. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Keeping Keeping everybody happy, right. Including yourself.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And if I wasn't ultimately happy with myself, I don't think I could confidently put something out. And so um, again, that kind of goes back to the brand question, but again, this whole thing applies to not only like someone who has a business, but just in life, you know, you'll have those situations where you'll feel so rejected. Like, why don't these people accept me? Why can I not fit in? Why don't I fit in? It's because you're in the wrong place. It's not because like you're, there's anything wrong with you. There's nothing defective. You're not defective. You are whole, whole as you are. It's just a matter of like being around the people that are meant to be your people.
1: Oh my gosh. That's my so heart. Good. You're <laughs> filling my heart right now. Thank I know. You so I much. just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. So we need the Irene Simply Gilded book, please, in 2022. <laughs> and we will be reading that. Right? <laughs> um, I love that. So, you know, oh, you know what? Jaredelle actually was super interested in asking you this question. So I'm going to let her her do that because she, she let me know if she wanted to know this.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious because, I, I, I mean, we all know you're a mom, busy mom of two. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be a mother, a wife and a mm-hmm. business owner what I'm curious is what does a typical day for Irene looks like
2: oh goodness and it's funny because every day is different it's I mean we're in a pandemic and things are different even from like last year um but I guess I could break down like my general Monday through Friday for you because yeah that works actually have even changed in the past week that's how in flux things are right now because I think especially when I was coming up until like the last year and my new year's resolutions and looking at things that were unhealthy about how I was working before versus like where I wanted to go. I have kind of changed my schedule around a little bit, but typically I'll have like a wake up, you know, this is relatively new. I've been trying to sleep a lot earlier because just about a few weeks ago, I was staying up until like five, six, seven AM. And then I had this really whack schedule and it was just not working for me anymore and it was driving my husband crazy and it was driving me crazy so i knew that something had to change and so um lately it's been like i've I've never been a breakfast person before but suddenly i'm a breakfast person and i'm looking forward to it i'm waking up and i'm you know getting my day started um we kind of get the kids situated and i'm not gonna lie my husband is a huge huge help like we both work from home so that has been really help with like, like helpful with the virtual learning. I'll sit down during the day, get all my emails kind of knocked out, getting, you know, as an entrepreneur, you always have like little fires to put out. So any like, you know, issues like I handle first thing in the morning, like, especially, you know, if something's going wrong, mentioned often times as an entrepreneur, it's like happening every week. So um, that that is kind of what we tackle during the day is just kind of, you know, Businessy tasks. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'll cook dinner for my family at night. So that's one of my ways to like wind down and relax. I'll play with the kids a little bit. We'll put them to bed. And then I will sit down and do my creative work because it is then that my, I just, I'm a night person. Like my creative engine is on at night. And I, you know, I think there needs to be this whole like reshifting and mindset in terms of like, people are like, the morning is best. Everyone needs to be a morning person. That is when, and honestly, that's not true. You have to work where you work best. And for me, that happens to be night. And I I just, I'm not trying not to push it way too late so that I still get some good sleep. But, um, you know, I'm trying to cut it off at 1am now, (laughs) but I'll like work and work and work on my creative stuff. Um, So I kind of like set, different like goals for because I know that I'm not going to be as creative during the day so that's when I have to tackle certain tasks and then at night that's when I know I'll be more creative and that's when I handle that stuff so does that kind of answer your question in terms of how my day kind of it it uh,
0: totally does because I was just wondering because I know you moved to Washington Mm -hmm. or right and so your headquarters are down in Texas Texas, Mm -hmm. so that's why I was wondering like how is she you're kind of technically in two times. So.
2: Yes and that that is another thing you remind me that's kind of during the days when I tackle all my like employee meetings if I have to do any like you know calls or anything that's kind of when I tackle that stuff too because we're all in the, kind of in the same like overlap during that time. Wow.
1: I'm going to jump in and ask you a question um, that I didn't have planned because there's a lot of entrepreneurs in business Um, people who find it hard to delegate, they're finding it hard Mm -hmm. to let go of a piece of their baby. And honestly, if you don't, it's gonna be really hard to scale, like you're gonna run into some problems real quick. So I want to know from you, how was that an easy process for you? I know you have employees, there's no way you can do all of this on your own. Um, And yeah, how did that process go? Because it's hard for some people, I want you to give them maybe some
2: encouragement to like let go a little bit. You know, it's funny that this, you asked that question, then Jared mentioned the whole moving to Washington, but I think that was actually a huge part of me learning how to delegate more and to like trust my team more. Because before I was like, I was kind of a micromanager. I would go in like, cause I lived about 20 minutes from the warehouse and I would like drive there every day and like check on people and be like, you know, all up in people's business. And I was not letting them kind of fly like spread their wings in a way because I was so like in everyone's business and so it was kind of a blessing in disguise when I moved out here because that way I was able to let them kind of figure things out and not be like so like over their shoulder all the time um and I think that was that was part it was definitely really difficult for me to delegate I'm going to be honest in the beginning until I was basically forced to by not being physically around Mm -hmm. um but at that point it was it was so much better. And I wish I had only wished that I'd done it sooner. So I think a lot of people are very scared to ask for help, not even in business and just anything in life. You know, um, you're, you're afraid to ask, you want to, you want to take it all on, you know, how you like things, but it's just is so much better when you, and 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 you learn to trust people more. And it's like, it's a beautiful process to see the team kind of alchemize into this like wonderful thing that you know like you were a part of and you are helping out but you know like if you had your hands on there all the time it wouldn't have been able to happen. So it's um it's been it's been difficult, but I think it's it's super important. And that's a great question, Deanna, in terms of like being able to and there's still things that I probably still need to learn how to delegate to. Um, but it's a learning process. <laughs> And yeah, I was going to say it's a learning process, right? It has to be. It's Yeah, and at the end of the day, you just cannot do it all. You cannot do it all, and if you do, you'll end up burning out.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm glad yeah. that you noticed that and you recognize that for your, you know, for your mental health and for all of that, and it's going to help you grow at the end of the day. So that's why I wanted to know from you kind of like it wasn't easy for you and it's not going to be easy, but it's something that's necessary sometimes. So I think that's super cool.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking that
1: question.
0: That was yeah. <laughs> I mean, it forced you to kind of let go of some power moving. I mean, you have no choice, right? <laughs> like, yeah. okay, now I'm over here and they're over there. I just kind of mm. trusting is so hard, especially something that you've built.
2: Right. Kind of letting it go and putting it in their hands. And it's not like I'm hands off completely because I think it's still very important as a business owner to have your like finger on the pulse of what's going on. But at the same time, it's, you know, like, it's like, what is so important? Like, where do you really need to interject versus like where do you let them kind of figure it out?
0: So I'm curious. This is totally, I just, I'm just curious. (laughs) Now that you're in Washington, you can't drive there.
2: Mm -mm. every day how
0: often do you actually (laughs) go back Visit, yeah
2: so before this pandemic happened (laughs) I tried to visit at least twice a year um I wanted initially for it to be like a quarterly thing but I just you know with with kids and everything else and with the pandemic it's been almost over a year wow Uh, that I've been back because I remember we had like our Christmas like dinner last year not 2020 but 2019 we had a big Christmas like party holiday party I take everybody out for like dinner and we have this like kind of holiday party um so it has been quite it has been a while um since I've been back and I I can't wait till it's safe to go back again but I'm just you know in the meantime I just don't feel comfortable going out there yet
1: yeah, yeah but I think that goes to show how Good you put systems in place because you don't have to go back there all the time. So you must you must have put some good systems in. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's really great. I mean, I'm just thinking you have to kind of, you know, they're all you trained are. and everything. So that's amazing. You know, there must be a lot of planning that's involved, you know, with this. Um, and so what are your top three planning tips for planning everything?
2: So I know some of these are going to sound kind of basic, but I'm going to go with like the first thing and this just makes sense because we're all planners to begin with, but it is like, write it down because you will forget it. And of course there's studies out there that show that writing it down makes you remember things better too. So that's why, you know, where the planner comes in handy. Um, Also, I, I like it, and I know a lot of planners like break this down, but it's kind of like, do your top three. And for me specifically, I like to break it down into top three work things and then top three home things. So I kind of have three things like that I'm always taking care of everything that needs to be taken care of, not just an entrepreneur, but as like a mother and as somebody who like works from home. Because um, obviously, like, there's a lot of other things that are going on besides just the business. Um, I don't I don't know if I have a third one. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's fine. That's good. But, um, you know, just like check in, like whether it's like writing down your goals, like whether it's weekly, monthly, probably all three, honestly, and yearly, it's kind of good to kind of go back and reassess where you're at.
1: Those are great. Love those. Love those. And then we have some Q&As, right, Jaredelle?
0: Yes, we do, we do, we do. Oh, before we get to the Q&A, um, what planners do you use yes. to get it all done?
2: So I do use, my, I have one of them right here to show y'all, but I have been in my plum, I think this is like the second year now, the plum yeah. plan. Um, I just like how they break it down. They have like a little like goal tracker where I put all my social media and marketing stuff. And like, I know when to send emails and take pictures. And then they also like, it's so customizable that I'm able to put down like, I can fill in what I want the boxes to be like and what kind of layout I want. So I I just like that flexibility. Um, I have been in a passion planner before um, as well which I actually liked a lot too because I really loved the goal setting. Um, I know the plum has some goal setting in it too but I know that like the passion planner is really, really like specific. Um, which I liked as well, but those are like kind of the two that I normally do. Of course, like there's other, if I want to do pretty planning, like print pressure makes a really great one. Like the weeks, PP weeks, like that's really great for like making things look pretty. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't always have time for, um, but you know, there's, there's planners. We all know we don't have one planner. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but those are the ones that I probably use most often.
0: Love that. I love the passion planner too. That's, that's what I use right now currently. So one question is, what challenges did you face when finding manufacturers and any tips for startup businesses?
2: Oh, yes. Okay. So (laughs) that is a good one because manufacturing is like a whole, because when when you're out there in the beginning, like if you're on like an Alibaba or wherever you're finding your manufacturers, wherever you may be looking, um, it's kind of like questionable like it's a big question mark until you start working with them sometimes I and mean, you can ask them for samples you can ask them for pictures but there's a lot of unscrupulous people out there so I would just say be cautious be very very cautious with who you choose to work with um because there'll be people who send out pictures of things that aren't even from their actual like company so you just have to be really really careful um I think that there's going to be a lot of trial and error in terms of like trying people because I've had manufacturers that are really good. And then some, it's all about building a relationship with your manufacturer and building up that trust. Because once you have that, like, I've had some long-standing like five plus year, you know, relationships now with my manufacturers. And we know that if something goes wrong, I know that they'll fix it. It's not a matter of like, now that's just money lost, you know? So I think it's really, really important to, um, you know, that as much as you can, but it's a lot of it, again, is is experience and, and just like finding somebody that is honest and trustworthy and that you can build a relationship with. That's good. It seems
1: like a lot of people do have a lot of manufacturing questions, but I mean, you really hit the nail on the head. It's really just like you said, just trying to find somebody you can trust. Um, someone wants to know, are there different manufacturers for different items, which I guess is a, Absolutely. Is a pretty Absolutely. common question.
2: Is yeah. I have multiple for, for different ones too, are the same ones, you know, because it's it's important to never put all your eggs in one basket. You never want to like, you know, make it all dependent on one person because if that person disappears off the face of the planet, which has happened before, yeah. then, then you know, then what? So you have to make sure that you have backups and that you are like, you know, um, don't feel bad about working with, this is not a dating situation. You need to like <laughs> yeah. multiple options, you know, to make sure that you, um, you are in good hands and you can build relationships with people that you can trust. And um, sometimes you can even play off of them, like be like, who's gonna give me the best pricing, you know? So that's very important to kind of like think about and, and consider having definitely more than one manufacturer. Nice, in your little black book.
1: So good. Uh, Which one did you see here, Gerardelle? I see a couple interesting ones.
0: How did Juniper and Jasper get their names?
2: Oh, that's so (laughs) sweet. Like, I think for Juniper, I just liked the name Juniper. I thought it was so sweet because I was either going to name her after my daughter and her daughter's, my daughter's name is Lily, but then I kind of wanted to separate them a bit. Um, just so that she was her own entity, Juniper, like, it's just a super sweet name to me, Um, and I I just kind of went with it, because a bunny, when you think of a bunny, you think of somebody that is sweet, and Juniper is very, like, the epitome of, like, sweet, Mm -hmm. like, cute, like, you know, fluffy, (laughs) Um, very feminine, and so, like, that kind of name just fit. Um, With Jasper, we actually had a, a naming contest in the group, So in my Facebook group at the time, that was how, like, and I love it because Jasper is another name for Jasper. I think I looked up meanings and like what it actually meant. And it means like a treasure or a gift. And I thought that was a really cute, like kind of meaning. I
1: love that. That's super cute.
2: (laughs) He's so sweet. That's a great question. Um, (laughs)
1: Another question here is, do you have a least favorite design or collection that you've ever designed?
2: Oh goodness. <laughs> That's <laughs> a hard Or one. maybe a favorite one instead. Um, no, like, I don't, uh, you know, it's kind of, and I don't know if there's a specific one, but I think I'm that type of artist where you look back at your previous work and you're like, Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Just being honest at the time, it was like so wonderful. And like everybody, like I'm constantly trying to improve and make things better. And so like, sometimes when I look back at my work, I was like, like, why did I choose that? Or what was I thinking? <laughs> so, I don't know if I have like something specific, like, because I don't want to really like rat out, like, right? <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that when I was asking the question, like, it's this one. And then, I a <laughs> child. you know, it's hard. Yeah. Um, right. You know, like, I, I think that I've come to appreciate a lot of like even the things that I wasn't initially comfortable with doing, like in terms of like bolder colors, even. So, which is not usually in my wheelhouse. Um, but even those that came out, I was pretty, pretty happy with.
1: Yeah, those are cool. I love all the astrology stuff.
2: I love <laughs> astrology. <laughs> oh, thank you. Me too.
1: How about that? Yes.
2: See one. So we have
0: one right here. I think that one's pretty cool. How would you compare yourself from when you first started Simply Gilded mm-hmm. to now?
2: Oh, boy. It's just so much more experience. So much more like, I think. I have a clearer picture of like who I am and what I want now, um, because in the beginning you were just testing things out, you're trying things out, you're like looking at you know, um, just just things from a different perspective. Like now, it's just such the community has grown so much that it's like, you know, there's a lot more feedback, a lot more like people like interacting with me on a daily basis. But it's been really neat to just honestly be vulnerable with people as well and, and share like my true experience of, of dealing with anxiety and dealing with depression and dealing with all these things while managing a business where you're constantly getting criticized for what you're doing. Like not constantly, but you know, like it's always there. You will always have people who um, have something to say, which is just part of having a business to begin with. But um, it's, it's been a huge growing experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And there's a lot of challenges, especially during our our growth stage that we were, you know, that we went through. Um, but, but again, it's been an amazing journey and I wouldn't trade it for the world.
1: I, I would love, and if you feel comfortable kind of chatting about your, you know, anxiety, depression story a little bit, not like in detail, whatever you feel Mm -hmm. comfortable sharing, but how has that kind of affected, you know, everything, your process, and I know it can, be difficult to you know Mm -hmm. run this empire while kind of also going through mental health challenges and um a lot of times we're not able to see that through like an instagram or through a product we don't know a lot about that so maybe speak on that a little bit if you feel comfortable
2: sure of course of course i feel like there are days like honestly when my depression is bad and when i'm feeling especially down on myself that i think it's hard to get out of bed it's hard to like you know and there was a period of just like this in the past few months where it, it hit me really hard. And um, those days, I just kind of try to give myself a lot of grace. Like I have to know where I am mentally. I know if this is like a day where I'm struggling with anxiety, or if this is a day I'm struggling with depression, then I'm not going to go really, really deep into like, you know, um, if there's like issues or like things that I have to deal with, I, I do kind of put it off until I'm ready to mentally handle that because I don't want to just put myself in a situation and where I might react in a way that I wouldn't be happy with or i wouldn't be proud of because you know this goes for like my relationship with my husband too you know like if there's a day where i'm not feeling as good we probably shouldn't bring up the stuff that has been contentious before yeah Yeah. so um it's just a matter of like knowing how to balance and knowing when to take certain things on like when i'm in a good mental state i can usually like answer the hard questions or go into things a little more in terms of like you know um any, any people who have like an issue with what's going on with what I'm doing, like I'm better able to come at that from a, from a better place. Um, but you'll notice, like even on my Instagram, if I'm not feeling that great mentally, I'll probably won't put my face out, out there, you know, <laughs> for the yeah. world to see, like there are occasionally times where I'll let people know like, Hey, I'm not feeling that great. Um, I don't want to be like, a downer necessarily when I go on or, you know, um, but I try to like share bits and pieces here and there, um, of, of what I'm going through sometimes, because I think it's important to also be transparent, um, with things as well.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's really important to be transparent as much as you feel comfortable. And it's very much, you are very much a, um, you know, a leader in this space, you know, somebody to look up to, and just, you know, people being able to hear that you are struggling some days, and they may be struggling some days that, hey, I can still accomplish things, I can still do things that I want to do. And this is not going to hold me back as much as I'm thinking it will. And so that's really inspirational. You're just kind of finding your, your way through it. And you're, you're taking care of yourself. So thank you for sharing that. I think that that's That's super important. So thank you.
2: And I want people to, you know, see that and give themselves permission to do that too. Because a lot of times, you know, like, again, Instagram can be a very, I don't want to say toxic place, but there's a lot of times where people are just putting their best foot forward. And, you know, like, I just, I want to let people know that I'm human too, behind it all. I'm a business, but I'm also a person. A lot of people might advise against doing what I'm doing or think that it's like too much, or if I sharing too, uh, you're sharing too much, there's going to be a lot of like opinions on what you know, what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, I'm doing what, what feels right. And again, what feels in alignment with, I, with the messaging that I want to share, not only with um, myself, but also like my brand, this is what we stand for. Right.
0: I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Just yes. like what Bianca was saying, it, it sometimes you you see the brand and you don't really know the person. And so thank you for being vulnerable um, and sharing that with us because some people don't, I feel like mental health is being put in a back burner a lot and Mm. people are kind of afraid to talk about it Mm -hmm. when really there's nothing to be afraid of because we all go through it and that makes you even more human that you shared that. So thank you.
2: You're welcome. And I love that. I think that social media is kind of, kind of almost opening up more to the idea of this. I think it's been a very recent thing and just, and just, the world. I feel like there's a a bit of an awakening to this whole idea of like mental health and recognizing it and acknowledging it because in a lot of communities, especially like my community, the Asian American community, there's a big stigma about it. It's kind of taboo to talk about, you know, those types of things. So I feel like it's important ever, you know, because we didn't grow up like having that type of support system and that type of understanding. And so as we become more aware of these things, I think it's important to like share with others so that they could you know they might they might have never ran into like something like that themselves so that's why I do oftentimes share like resources or you know like little tidbits here and there to help like boost people up
0: yes I love that thanks for representing the Asian American community because <laughs> sometimes it's like you know there, there's just so much I feel like representation is so so important yes. and just thank you for bringing that up because it. It's it's rough. It's I mean growing up in an Asian family, it's and I'm sure also Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you you're you're raised to not really say anything. You'll be fine. You're you're okay. Just go to bed, like sleep on it. You'll be better the next and really it it it's I guess our generation is we're putting a, a light on it that's like mm-hmm. no, it's not okay. We're not okay. This <laughs> is what's going on and then everybody starts speaking up and it's, it's great. It, it makes you feel like you're not alone. Exactly. You, know?
2: you really, and I love that. Yeah. I love it too. You really, really uh, said that really nicely.
1: <laughs> so thank you again for sharing that. We really appreciate it. Um, and we want to know kind of what do you have coming up? If you have anything coming up, um, what is your, do you have a, another vision for, Um, Simply Gilded?
2: Or, you know, what's on your horizon? So I think that it's when you have a business, it's always kind of, um, you're onto the new thing, the next thing. And I know that there's part of that. But this past year, I've really kind of buckled down and looked at the business and, and kind of tried to find out where we could improve. And so this year, since like, we've kind of done all that work, I'm looking into implementing that as well as like opening myself back up to more collaborations. I know that for a while I had put those like aside just so that I could focus on the business itself. So I'm really, really excited about some collabs that are coming up and that I I have planned for this year. Um, There's also just, you know, like new products and new things that I want to try. There's always something that is, you know, exciting and new that I want to try out, even if it doesn't work, you know, it's always um, exciting to try new things. And so I think that I'm really happy about the direction that we're going in now and I'm, I'm you know just this year now we are offering different subscription options like the washi only and the sticker only and so that is a new thing that we're trying to so I'm always I'm always open you know and um there's there are things that are coming up that I'm excited about as well
1: can't wait to share yay we're excited oh my gosh <laughs> can't wait to see it all Thank you. well you guys
0: heard it here first she's there herself <laughs> she has some collabs coming so Make sure you follow her on social media so you know all the updates and all the news that she puts up. But it's coming, guys. It's exciting.
2: Thank you. And this is so neat. I just want to like turn it back around and say that's so neat that you guys have started a podcast this year. I know this is kind of like what gonna be one of the first few episodes, which is really exciting. And I'm super again honored to be one of your first guests. But I think it's amazing what you're doing as well. And you know, bringing the community together in a new way. And a lot of people, especially right now with the pandemic, are looking for, you know, different content and more more ways to, like, engage. And this is a wonderful way to do it. So, so thank like, congratulations you. on the oh, launch. Thank you, Irene. Oh, thank you
1: for saying all that. That's mm-hmm. so
2: sweet. Yeah, we're, we're super excited
1: to hear from, you know, awesome people like you who are doing big things. And, mm-hmm. you know, you guys deserve a spotlight. So... People are going to learn a lot, I think, and we hope that they do. So we just wanted to say thank you so, so much for coming and talking to us and being on our podcast and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, I know there was a lot of golden nuggets in there, so I'm going to have to replay this over and over (laughs) because some of the things you said were just so beautiful. So thank you so much. Thank you so much too. Thank you guys so much for listening to this
0: episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Planet talk podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us if you liked it